in this episode of Creators Are Brands, which is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. I talked to Travis Brown, who gives you no BS advice on how to build a profitable side hustle. And this episode started as a DM voice note, which you're going to hear at the beginning of the show. I'll play it for you. So he sent this to me after he listened to my episode with Stephen Meller. And in that show, we talked in depth about how to build your first digital product. Now, this voice note that Travis shared was so useful that I said, my dude, do you want to come on the podcast and explore that idea a little further? That's exactly what we did in this conversation where Travis dishes the insights, shares exactly his framework for how to validate your product idea to your audience before you make it. Let's get into the show. I'm going to kick it off with reading your Instagram bio because I like your Instagram bio. Travis Brown, at Travis Brown, side hustle king, helping you make your first 10K, sharing easy side hustles, no guru BS. Can you explain the no guru BS to me? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's kind of a, a little tongue in cheek poke at some of these guys that, you know, I think give you really big ideas and they kind of keep you on this treadmill of buying the next course, buying the next, you know, PDF and it's all high ticket. And I truly believe that You know, in today's day and age, information shouldn't be so paywalled, right? We should be more forthcoming with our information. And so, you know, I know sometimes people call me a guru because it's like they associate that with a good thing. But for some reason, I associate gurus with just kind of people that keep you on a path where you're never going to reach your goal. And so I just try to keep it like as transparent and straight to the point as possible. I'm a punk rocker at heart. So I'm like, you know, Not anti-establishment, but, (laughs) you know, the underdog is who I want to help out. You want to give actionable stuff that, like, you know that people can put into whatever it is that they're doing to to get them from A to B. You want to sell actual transformation with whether it is your content or if you're selling any products. So you sent me, I I had a, the reason that we're having this podcast is because you sent a, 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 an, a DM to me, a couple of voice notes, and I'm going to play the voice notes now to kick off wow. the questions in this, is, if, if that's cool with you. Yeah, go for All it. Right. Tom, it's Travis. This I'm is a great voice note, to y'all. your latest podcast episode, and you had asked the question, how do I validate an offer to my audience? And I just wanted to throw you an idea. So what we use uh, for our students at Social Boom is called an ITAP. And it's basically an I'm thinking about post. Brilliant. Okay. So you basically tell people like, listen, hey, I'm thinking about offering uh, three brand deals in 30 days course. Uh, Hit reply if you're in or you could use like a poll on Instagram. I know you like TikTok better, but uh, would be a great way to. Not true. Basically get people to say, yes, I'm interested in that. And then, of course, you can follow up with them. Um, in the DMs to ask questions like. Okay. Yeah. Let's expand on this idea of the of the ITAP yeah. um, framework. Because I think it's brilliant. I was like, oh, yes, that's that's just like a great way to introduce to your audience like and, and kind of build out loud with them and, and, and build a product without guessing. So can you yeah. talk more about this this ITAP concept? You, you nailed it. Okay, so, you know, we create an offer before we create a product because we don't want to guess what people need, right? And every time that you include people in creating something, 
they're actually more invested in it. So I know you come from the music industry and there's a lot of things musicians do to get people invested in their next release or invested in the next tour, right? So I want to save people so much time because I've done this before. I built an entire course and didn't sell that many because I didn't really have a great offer. And an offer for a product is really like a solution to something, right? But too many people get in building mode. They get into builder mode. They're like, I just need to make one more module, one more PDF, one more you know, chapter of this thing before I can start selling it. And all they're doing is spending all this time guessing what their people want, what their people need. So using an ITAP post, you basically free yourself of a huge launch and a huge disappointment by just saying, I'm thinking about offering X, right? You put your offer at the end of that. I'm thinking about. And what that does is it allows you to, you know, tell your audience what you're thinking and then follow up with them to see what they'd like to see the most. So they might want it to be a book. They might want it to be a course. They might want it to be coaching with you. But if you're just guessing the medium in which they want to learn, then you're already segmenting your audience and not allowing them to be part of it. So the ITAP post allows you to put something out there and just be, you're just thinking about it. You haven't announced to the world that it's happening. You don't owe anybody anything, but this is just a great way to take a pulse on your community for what they want instead of saying, I'm gonna build this thing for eight weeks in the background and, and just keep adding to it until I need to sell it. And then you probably won't sell that many because you haven't included people in the process of building the solution to a problem. What's the best platform to post this on? Would it be uh, like whatever, wherever you have the most followers, the most engagement? I, I feel yeah, like I mean, I, Instagram's kind of built for that type of conversation. It's it's pretty easy on Instagram, but I think you could do it anywhere. You could send an email to your email list and say, hey, yeah. I'm thinking about offering a, you know, um, I'm going to edit your videos for you, you know, and, and see what the response is before you spend all this time you know, building landing pages. And I think people get this kind of like business card-itis where they think, well, I have to build it before I have a business. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, is unless you have an offer that people want to buy, then you really don't have a business. You just have web pages and, and, and copy, right? So yeah. it's, I don't think it's limited to a specific platform as much as I think it is just putting it in front of your audience. And, you know, just to double down on this, you might have to do it more than once because not everybody sees your content, not everybody sees your email. So you need to do it a couple of times to really see if people are interested. Because I see so many people say, oh yeah, I put my offer out there and no one said anything. And so I'll say, well, how many times did you do it? They're like, once. I said, well, okay. The yeah, average person me. says no seven <laughs> times before they say yes. You got you to put it out there a couple more times in order to see if this is something that people are interested in. And the beauty of this is that you can create a conversation. And so you can start to DM your people and say, you know, what about this specific problem that I'm going to solve? Do you need help with the most? You know, do you want this in videos? Do you want this in an audio book? You know, you can really dig into the things that people are actually struggling with and the best way to deliver the content to them. Because sales is simple. You have an offer, right? You sell that offer and then you fulfill that offer. And people make sales out to be way more than it actually is. It's it's a three-step process. And so by figuring out what people actually need, we can create what's called an irresistible offer. And an irresistible offer is simply, um, you know, the, the process we use is it's the name of your product, which is completely irrelevant, right? It's just a name of a product, okay? Then you have the format if it's relevant. So that might be coaching calls, that might be a course, that might be 
um, you know, an e a 30 day email sequence, then you have the solution. This is what people really want, right? People want a solution or an outcome when they buy something. And then of course you want to show them the problem they're going to avoid and in the time it's going to take them. So if I broke that down to you, fitness guru, okay, six weeks coaching program to maximize your muscle growth, burn fat and get ripped without going to the gym in 30 minutes a day. That's an irresistible offer, okay? And this is the part that people miss is they build the product before they build the offer. And you can't sell anything unless you have a good offer. Yeah, and, and I think something that I, I want to mention with the conversations that you're having with your audience in the DMs, they're helping you create not only the product, but the copy of how you position yes. the product. They're going to tell you, they're going to give you clues for like what their pain points are so you can work that into how you're positioning the offer. Yeah, the language they use is absolutely the, the, the language that they resonate with the most. So you might say, hey, I'm going to help you, you know, you know, burn fat. But they may say, I want to lose my belly. And so yeah. unless you're actually saying like, I'm going to help you kill that dad bod and get rid of your belly, you're not going to convert as many people over by just saying burn fat. So it is a really great process to get real-time market feedback. And there's lots of other places you could do research. You know, you could go to Amazon and look at a book, all right, any book in your niche, and you can just go to the three-star reviews, right? This, these are the people that, you know, are kind of indifferent about the book. And usually in their review, they write something that was missing, okay? So if you have like, you know, any great author is going to have a bunch of stuff that's missing from their book because we can't put everything in. You know, you can go in there and see exactly what people didn't get out of the book that they thought they were going to get. And you can incorporate that into your product, right? So there's lots of different ways to, um, you know, solve the issue of what is it that people want? And I think that's what people struggle with the most. And I think that there's a little bit of fear in putting themselves out there. Um, and so they just build, they constantly build. And if I had a dollar for every person I met who is still building their course, <laughs> I'd be mm. a very rich person. <laughs> I could give you a dollar right now. Uh, <laughs> so, so in, at what point in the conversation that, that, um, that this ITAP post welcomes, uh, in what point in the conversation do you bring up money? Do you say that anywhere early in the conversation? Like, how much would you pay for this? Or, or is that kind of later in the exchange? Yeah, I mean, you could ask as much as, like, what would that look like to you, right? Like, what would you be willing to make an investment in that? I don't like okay. to say, like, this is how much something costs. Like, what are you willing to invest in yourself? And there's no wrong answers. You can say, hey, like, is this a $97 thing or is this, you know, what are you willing to invest? And you can get market feedback there. A theme that I've seen recently with courses is... People don't care about the production as much as they care about getting the result quickly. So, you know, if I go to YouTube to find a video on how to unclog my toilet and there's a three minute video and a 10 minute video, I'm going to click the three minute video every <laughs> time. Right. Yeah. And so I <laughs> think people confuse value with more modules as opposed to getting the result quickly. And I know that's something that you mentioned on the podcast with Steven was taking a big course and kind of chunking it out into smaller chunks so people can get that result fast. And I think that's what people want. And some of the best courses I've ever bought have been absolutely horrendously put together, but the outcome that I received from it was quick and painless. 
And that's that's where the value actually comes in. Yeah. And so instead of thinking or just copying somebody with a, you know, nine seven at the end of their their uh, price, you know, what out what is your outcome? What is the value of your outcome to that person? Right. Like if you're going to scale them to five thousand dollars in sales, you know, they'd probably pay two thousand dollars to make five thousand dollars. But if you're yep. only just going to teach them something small, then the price, you know, is is it has to be relevant to the outcome. Yeah. Okay, so so if if I, I, cause like what we were talking about on the podcast with Stephen was me coming up with an offer, uh, and I go back and forth. He, th- this is this is kind of my hang up on it is whether or even not I want to teach this, like okay. like because like the offer kind of attracts this audience. It attract it's like it attracts like how people you know how you're positioned, and. And like I, I still go back and forth. Like it's, I think it's good free. Like I know that it's good free content, but I don't know if I want to make that my core offer. Yeah, maybe well, I'm overthinking it, and like maybe it's just like, yo, just do it, and then you can decide what the price is, and it can just be free content that you put out. I think that there's something in there, though. You know, just because you know it's something people need, it doesn't mean it's what you want to give them the most, right? Yeah. And. You know, with a personal brand, like I think your personal brand is like straight up your reputation. That's that's what a personal brand is, right? Yeah. And so you want to protect that your reputation by only offering, you know, products that you believe in or that you'd use or, you know, this all plays into the greater picture. But there is value in saying, you know, I don't, I'm not 100% sure I want to teach that because your emails and your content are going to have to to support that as you're launching this product and selling this product to attract more leads and more prospects. So if you don't want to teach it, I would say be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I I just realized that, like, it's a it's a cool it's a topic that is like, I'm just like not that inspired to talk about. Like, like I help I'll help creators. Like, so so we're just for context. The idea was to build something around helping creators get brand deals. Yep. Uh, helping them make their first three brand deals or, or whatever. But but. It's such like a, like, it's such a, it, it varies so much in my opinion between yeah. like style of content you create, the connection with your audience, the types of brands that you attract. Like there's so many things that is is just like so unique to you that like I've really come back to uh, like I would rather you focus on building a stronger relationship with your audience that attr- that says brands it's it's irresistible for brands to look at you and say i need to work with that person i need to reach out with, out to them it's yeah. not about how you pitch to them um and i know and, and also a lot of people teach how to pitch brands and i think that they can do it a lot better than i can <laughs> like so, I mean, like I, you just basically you know created an outcome there which was create a create a personal brand so irresistible that brands pitch you yeah because you know in my experience with creators you know I could tell you step by step how to pitch a brand and it's not incredibly difficult, but most people won't take that action. They yeah. want they want people to come to them. But then again, when a brand does come to you, there's things you have to navigate, right? Yeah. There, there's what, what to say once once the brand reaches out to you. Yeah. I actually uh just implemented your imposter syndrome tax. Uh on my brand deal. So thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Um and Did it work? I, oh yeah. I mean I've Absolutely. Just, I've <laughs> just been, I've went into this mindset of like, I'm going to negotiate every deal. Like no matter what they offer me, 
I'm going to, I'm going to rebuttal this and it's worked yeah. out to my advantage. And it, it was definitely sparked from that conversation that you had. So what was that? Well, oh, that was on the, my episode, right? The, the podcast. On the podcast. Yeah. Your, yeah. your podcast is one of the few podcasts I spend my precious time listening to. So thank you for putting this out. I'm a, I'm a fan. Clip that. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well. well so that's good to know. that some of the free content, and like it could just be like, hey, um, maybe I'll, I'll continue to put out free content, see what's resonating with people, and see see if like you know a course really forms there. But that's the thing. Like you create incredible content. Like you've spent the time building that audience. Yeah. That that like has start ignited a lot of. Um, brands to reach out to you and you can build these relationships with them that's the other thing it's building relationships and a lot of that is like in like I don't, I don't want to say it's intuitive but it's like it's a like most of the brand deals that I've I've received is like literally just building relationships with the, the decision makers or people that know them and then when like they get reached out to and they say hey we're looking for creators like this they're like oh yeah you should work with Tom like th there's a lot of like just like stuff that it's hard to package. So my fear is like I'm selling something that like actually can't be packaged. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel yeah. I think that, you know, as a coach, like, you know, there's always going to be or as a, a person offering something, there's always going to be variables you can't control. But I would be willing to guess. And then, of course, I saw you put out the free course, which I did yeah. share with my community because I was like, I can't believe it. He was just Thank talking you. about selling this. Then he gives it away for free, of course. <laughs> Um, so appreciate that, but thank you I for doing that. I think that like, w there are some variables, but there are some core foundational things that you need to be aware of, like contracts and, and, you know, brand guides and, or guides yeah. rather. And like, um, you know, one thing after I listened to that episode with the imposter syndrome tax, I don't know the episode number off the top of my head, but, um, what I did was, uh, something you said in there hit me pretty hard. And so every person that I talked to after that, I said, I don't want to do one-offs anymore. I want to do long-term campaigns, right? So instead of just getting these one little pops, I just said, hey, I'm going to take control of this and just say, you know, I want to work with you, but this needs to be a long-term campaign, right? And to maximize the effort yeah. relationship with that brand. So um, there's going to always be a variable to what you do, but I think that, you know, based on being a fan of what you do, I think your community would probably buy anything that you put out. <laughs> okay, you're talking me into it. You're talking to me into it, into it. Um, because yeah, I, I, I'm glad that some of those frameworks and ways thinking thinking about it helped you. I probably have imposter syndrome around around it, and I probably could create some like a once a brand reaches out to you, here are here are like the ten core things you need to make decisions around. Um, yeah, you, you need to think about when working with this brand and not and not all the time is it like make as much money as possible it's really like all right you know maybe gauge with them uh what what is what their budget is and you decide if that's worth it for your brand for the long-term relationship that you're building with them to uh to 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 move forward you know because i'm you know I'm, I'm also like the charge double guy charge double but, yeah. but i don't always charge double right like yeah there's there's certain times where i'm like you know what? i see the potential in this I see where this can go. I see this as a strong portfolio piece. And there's like some things that like I can provide in, in helping you make that decision. I think where you're going to win and, you know, I think the the thing that people are drawn to the most about how you present complex, com uh, you know, problems and create solutions for them 
is more of the philosophy than the mechanism. So yeah. anybody can send you a checklist of how to make a media kit and what to say and do this. But what's really going to happen to people, and this is outcome-based, is how to think about approaching that deal, how to think about communicating with that decision yep. maker. And I think that's probably a unique selling proposition and kind of covers the variables you're talking about because it's kind of a choose your adventure situation. They offer you X dollars, you either say yes or you rebuttal, right? From there, you have a further conversation, but it's a lot of the philosophy and the internal thinking that helps make those decisions smoother and make the creator more confident in saying their price or not taking the deal just to take the deal. That's the transformation. <laughs> That's it. Travis, amazing, amazing. Thank you. Uh, I, no, I think, I think you're right. So, so let's talk about like, well, what other elements make up a irresistible offer? So now um, people are engaging in the DM. They yeah. have, like, how do we measure? How, how, like, is it you're kind of getting a feel? Like, how do you measure whether or not you want to move forward with building this product? Or is there anything key that yeah. you want to look for? So I would just straight up start with an ITAP, which is an I'm thinking about post, okay? This could be anything. I'm thinking about coaching people. I'm thinking about writing a book. I'm thinking about yeah. anything, right? And you're going to basically post that a few times, engage the response. Now, I can tell you from personal experience, just because someone says they'll buy something doesn't mean they'll buy something. But this is the part where we're doing a little bit of research to figure out what their problems are, how we can deliver it, get a kind of an idea of what it's going to cost us to make it and what we can charge for that and how we would fulfill that product, okay? This is the kind of thought process. Then when we create our irresistible offer, like I said, the name is irrelevant. The format is only relevant if it's you know different than something that people haven't consumed before. You have a solution, which is most important. Mm -hmm. You have the problem that they avoid, which separates you from other people and the time it's going to take to do this. Now, those three are very important because if I come to you and say, I'm going to make you 10K in a year, and then some other guy comes and says, I'll make you 10K in 10 weeks, you're always going to buy the 10 weeks. You're always going to want to mm -hmm. go faster, right? So once you build out that offer, you can put that irresistible offer out there and simply create a payment link on Stripe or PayPal or any, you know, any app that's readily available to us and start selling it, okay? Because putting the credit card in is a lot different than saying, yes, I'd buy that. Yeah, it, right. clicking yes on a poll. Exactly. It, it, it's it's yep. nothing. So you create the payment link, and this is before you've built anything. Yes, you might want to have a good idea of what it's going to look like, but in my opinion, you really just want to be like one step or one week ahead because if this is your first course, there might be all kinds of questions that people have that you didn't answer, and if you build the whole thing out, Yep. You're going to waste a bunch of time. So you create this irresistible offer. You tell the people that were interested it's ready. You send them the link. And then when they buy that, you say, this is going to start in two weeks, four weeks, whatever. And that way you'll know that the offer is good enough to have somebody actually pay for. Because that's the, that's the moment that makes or breaks your course. Will people actually buy it? And to be honest with you, I think people are flexible on when things start most people don't want to start right away when they buy something they've got things going on so you have the time to start building and you don't build the whole thing you just build the first thing that you're going to do with them and then the next week you build the next one and so this this basically allows you to have a living breathing product that actually helps the people that purchased it 
and you don't have to build everything all at once and waste a bunch of time on something no one is going to buy. The key is you have to have an offer that is good enough to put the credit card in for. And, you know, pricing, you could go back and forth on philosophy of pricing. I would say test it out. Set a low price for the first 10 people that buy it. And then once those people buy it, the price goes doubles, right? Mm-hmm. Create some urgency to get into the situation. But that would be the exact framework I would recommend. Everybody who tells me I'm build- they're building a course, I say stop building. Create an offer, start selling, get some money. Because the more you build is the less time you're actually spending creating the transaction, which is going to bring those people into your world. So it's, it's pointless to build the whole course if no one bought it. Oh, that's a wonderful way of thinking about it. Now, let's say, should you create, uh, you could probably use your discretion depending on your audience size. Uh, Say it's a $99 product. You have an audience of Mm 5,000 on on Instagram. What's a number? You post that to your stories. You have relatively good engagement. Is there like a number you would set for that person? Like if it makes this many sales, it could be one. Is it, or is it like, is it like, I'm, I'm just trying to look at the scale here. Is it like 10? Is it one? Like, is there like a general ballpark you would have people think about? Yeah, I would say that you want, um, you know, five to 10 strangers responding to you. Okay. You don't want your, uh, yep. you don't want the yes man. You don't want your community that's just like, yeah, yeah. You know how engagement is on, on yeah. in comments. It's just a lot of people trying to show up in your comments to be there. They're not necessarily, your buyers, right? Like I never think of the people that comment on my posts. Those aren't really my buyers. Those are just like, that's like my community. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the strangers that say, you know, I'm actually really interested in this. And then you have that conversation with them. Yeah. So great point. Just a handful, just a handful. Like, you know, in order to build a product, you need someone to buy it. Right. So if you have five people buy it, I think that's a success. And then once it's built, then you just keep selling it. But yeah, problem most people get into in the first place is they spend too much time building, not enough time selling, and then they get nowhere. So I just want to try to help as many people avoid that as possible. You don't have to build anything. When you think about that, it frees you up to stop all this busy work and really focus on the outcome because that's really what people buy. They want status. They want money. They want happiness. And once you plug into those wants and needs then you can actually create a product and you can actually build products off other products. So um, anything someone buys creates another problem, right? So if I, if, if, if you buy an iPhone and it's your first iPhone, you immediately have a problem. How do I use the OS? What are the best ways to use this product? How do I do this? This that's, that's, a, that's a product right there. And so a lot of people might be sitting on this podcast going, yeah, but I'm not a coach. I don't, I'm not an educator. I don't, you know, you can build an entire business off of someone else's business, like an app, right? Like CapCut. It's a, it's a way to edit your videos and create captions. You could just become the number one, you know, resource for CapCut. If you're really good at something or if Th- there's- That's a- actually a great idea. Right? I, I, I actually have a video. Um, that's a video idea to say that, like, there's definitely room for that person to, like, blow up on TikTok and short from content, just teaching CapCut tricks. One uh, thing, yeah, yeah, and then and then you sell a, a product about that. Now, now let, let's get let's get nitty gritty into and then like I think have people start working. Um, say it is a ninety nine dollar product, and you want it to be a course. Yep. Do you have like three 
platforms that you would recommend using? As far as fulfilling selling that? it, yeah, selling it, fulfilling it, using it, getting started with with yeah, I mean, uh, so I know there's a lot out there. There is so many out there. Basically, if you're building a minimal viable product, there's a few like Podia is a good one. It's pretty simple to to integrate, um, and it's pretty affordable. Um, you know, I have used Kajabi in the past. I'm finding it's a little bit more expensive for the average Joe to start, or I built my first course by uploading videos to a YouTube channel and keeping the videos private and basically making an index page where they clicked in and went to a private YouTube video. Like you don't actually need something crazy to fulfill that offer, right? Yep. It could be a folder. It could be a Google Drive folder with all the videos in it. Now, yeah. obviously we want to present the information in a way that people can actually use it because what I've found is a lot of people buy courses, but they don't finish courses. And as much as I like the money, I want the impact more. I want people to actually do the thing. Yeah. So you need to recognize that, you know, it being a shorter course doesn't mean it's less valuable. It just means you respected people's times. But start with YouTube, private YouTube. Go to Podia if you want that kind of email mechanism, the fulfillment mechanism, start there. Um, if you really, you know, want to spend a bunch of money, Kajabi's pretty cool. Um it has a lot of features that you can use to build multiple things and build an ecosystem around your business. What about Gumroad? Any thoughts on Gumroad? Oh, I love Gumroad, yeah, Gumroad, yeah. great. Yeah, I think the um, something I'm really interested in right now is sort of this pay what you want model. And um, I did buy your, um, I used your link for the permissionless product, the Jack yep. thing, you know, and I really thought that that model of a dollar product was really brilliant because it was a no brainer. And then the product itself was really great. And then of course I'm in his, his list now where he's going to try to upsell me other things. And I, yeah. I was thinking about that and Gumroad is one of the sites that allow you do, to do pay what you want. Right. And so in the research that I've done, you can have a recommended price and people typically pay more than that. You know, they yep. want, People want to to buy from you. So Gumroad's great. Yeah, that's a great starting place. And if you're doing anything with like digital um, PDFs, it actually serializes them. So if somebody goes on some torrent site and just shares your thing, it's got their information attached to it. So it does protect creators as well. Okay. Uh, hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a product idea, I want you to post to your story an I an uh I tap. I tap an I tap uh an I tap thought starter for your audience, right? That you're gonna post and you're also gonna tag Travis Brown. You're gonna tag him and say, I let uh just so he can see it and he can chime in on this product, this offer that you are creating, that you're building uh to to productize your knowledge and and provide value for your audience. Travis, thank you so much for being on the show. It's an uh we, anywhere else you wanna send the audience. I I'm, I'm bit, I uh, spend a lot of time on Instagram at Travis Brown and I uh, love meeting new people so come say hello and listen if I could give you one challenge it would be don't build the thing figure out how to present the thing and get you know get it moving so you can spend less time building and more time selling and then of course if I could ask one favor of your audience it would be just go leave a review for this podcast it's my favorite podcast and reviews make podcasters so happy and i know tom would love to see not only a five star but actually type something in the box like say what uh what this podcast means to you 
and I think it would bring a lot of joy to him. So go and do that. It's free, and uh, hopefully he'll keep doing it if you review it. <laughs> yes. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. No, nothing like nothing like the 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 uh, the guest on the show promoting the show. So Travis, thank you for your time. Uh, this has uh, been a great great insights for me, and I know our audience are, are going to appreciate it as well.